Welcome to Rich Conversations. Today we'll chat with Julissa Alvarez. Our conversation was fun and uh, it was reflective and she's very insightful. So it was it was a really good time and I appreciate that. You can follow her at jujubaby5. Let's begin. All right, so we're here with Julissa. How are we doing? How are you doing during this situation? I'm doing okay. Uh, just trying to get by the best way possible, and I don't know, just taking every day by day. So. Yeah. How would you normally spend your time in the city? Um, well, my normal life is a little bit more hectic. I, I work every day. So during the week, I'm going downtown and I'm working. And then on the weekends, I'm serving and bartending. So I've actually never had like this much time at my house before really? <laughs> since I moved in. Yeah, in like the last year and a half. So it's a weird blessing, I would say. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. It, not exactly. That's a that's a bad word to say, but you know. Right. I, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. So then, the way you spend your time now is much different than before. What's kind of your routine now during social distancing? <laughs> um. Let's just say that my inner lazy girl has really come out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. And. I think it's just because I, I'm typically the person that goes through like really extremes, right? Either I'm like extremely busy or when I have time, I'm like extremely lazy. Um, so what that means is basically I, during the week I wake up for work, I might be on my computer half an hour later than I should be. Okay. Um, and on the weekends, I mean, there is no time, man. I go to sleep whenever I want and I wake up whenever I want. Um, I think initially I was like, why am I doing this? But also... I'm like, you know, I don't know when ever I'm going to have this opportunity to do this again. So I'm I'm living for it right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what what do you normally do at work? At my job, so my regular 9 to 5, um I work in immigration law. So it's very client facing, right? So I'd either be meeting with clients or being in an office with a lot of people. Yeah. Um just basically just being downtown, right? I mean, even just commuting. I know that last the week right before we did a work from home mm -hmm. was like very full of anxiety because it was hard to imagine how we would be able to do our job like like this, you know? So how, how um, are you doing the job? If you're meeting face to face, like how has it been? Well, for me specifically, because I manage these clinics to where we help like uh, clients apply for their green card applications. And this is a group of, you know, very vulnerable clients, right? They're very low income or they're refugees and asylees. So um, at the moment, I'm not able to do those applications for them. And that has created another problem uh, for us as in like, how do we go about reaching out to these clients, you know, when they might not have the capacity as far as um, computers or language ability. Yeah. Um, so basically just working on what we can, working on um, developing maybe new virtual type of learning and virtual um, assignments so what we could work with pro bono attorneys and just kind of keeping clients in the loop, right? Calling them, being very transparent. I mean, a lot of the answers we're giving clients is I don't know. And yeah. just kind of being present for clients is 
and, and catching up on things that we haven't been able to. So we're still working them. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's tough. Yeah. What's something new that you're doing or feeling that surprised you? I think as far as doing, I don't know. I kind of knew I was going to be kind of lazy, not going to lie. <laughs> um, <laughs> Did you like prepare ahead of time? Or? No, I just, I just know how I am. Like, I just know how I react to things. I just, yeah. I react with sleep, you know? So if I'm frustrated, if I'm tired, if I'm mad, if I'm anxious, I just sleep, you yeah. know, it's kind of. But one thing that I am surprised about that I have been doing um, is meditating. I've been meditating a bit, um, yeah. even if it's just 15 minutes a day or it's like I allow myself to kind of just calm down and, and not think about everything that I've been thinking about. So yeah. I'd like to get better at it. I'd like to actually develop a skill in it, hopefully. You mean like um, building up meditation or, or a different skill? Yeah. No, meditation. I, I mean, I would love to cre- have a lot more skills, obviously, um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm being um, compassionate with myself <laughs> yeah, yeah. and not, <laughs> not trying to learn all the things. I mean, I have a lot of ideas, but I think the meditation will help me to improve on everything else that I would want to do later. So. Especially like right now, right? Like it's mm-hmm. it's kind of a time. I know mm-hmm. I've picked up meditation. I'm like sort of on 17. I'm on like day 17 of this like I have these like bootleg meditations that my friend like gave me. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so I'm on like day 17 of of that, and uh, I think yeah, right now it's like there's so much time like your mind can go so many places that it's like how do I control this a little more yeah yeah and like again I work in politics I work in immigration I work in like very like government related things right and I think for me everything that I think of unfortunately is kind of like a doomsday type of thought sometimes and those thoughts become very overwhelming and it's important to like be able to manage those thoughts while also kind of being kind to myself and like I can only do so much at this moment yeah you know I can't really save the world even though I am really trying to yeah right (laughs) easier said than done have you been uh have you been listening to music quite a bit yes (laughs) what kind of music are you listening to right now I feel like you're gonna laugh at me (laughs) I won't laugh if I tell you what I'm listening to you're gonna laugh I mean yeah you're just funny um (laughs) Uh, okay, so I have resorted to a lot of my EDM music. Um, I've been yeah. loving my my vibe has been because I live in a basement. Um, I feel like I'm in my own little bunker. So I feel yeah. like um, these like techno vibes or these like deep house vibes with like a lot of bass and I just like <laughs> everything's pitch black and I just feel the music. Oh my god, I love it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But um, there's been a lot of live streams going on with all these various DJs from all around the world. And it's pretty dope getting into this live stream. And like, you're watching this with 10,000 people all across the world. And I think that's cool as hell. So yeah, I've been really into the EDM and at least dark, deep techno at this moment. (laughs) Yeah, my friend, uh, she DJs. And then like on the weekends, she'll do like a live stream. And like, Mm -hmm. I'll just tune in and like, I yeah. see other people are also there and it's like this weird thing. Like I, I haven't really utilized like Instagram live or like live things that people are doing. And now it seems like it's just like this alternative option that just seems more attractive right now. 
Well, and it's really cool because at least when it comes to the DJs, it's like you get to see them doing what they're doing, right? Yeah. You already see them like mix or whatever, turn the little knobbies, whatever the heck they're doing. And I think it you just develop a new appreciation for what they do and how they do. Uh, and like even some of them are like doing live, like they'll talk about how they make their music. And I think that's so incredibly like informative and it makes you just yeah. appreciate that music so much more than just random noises especially when it comes to EDM. I know people sure. have some strong opinions about it. So <laughs> It's cool too, like that it's live. Cause I think that's something people are kind of craving. Like you can go on Netflix and watch like a stand-up special or you can yeah. um, watch a music video, but like you're connecting with artists and creative people like in the moment with other people, you know, which is really interesting, right? <laughs> I have been going in on the chats and making comments. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've done a few of those, I would say. I've even gone on to, like, I'm not a gamer by any means, but I have downloaded Twitch. And I've gone on to, like, I've watched the Twitch feeds of people, like, uh, playing Fortnite or Call of Duty. So what exactly is Twitch? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't really, okay. Okay, what I understand Twitch to be is, a streaming service i think it's more for like gamers but djs use it a lot to stream their live streams but i think it's more of a gaming platform and it's kind of a like a community right like you can go in like for example if i was playing call of duty i could potentially be on you know this famous dj's like twitch stream and like be talking to this dj and be playing call of duty with them like that's kind of a cool thing you know there's so many ways to like interact and connect right now yeah and especially when it's like somebody that you look up to, right? So if it's an artist or a certain DJ or something, I think that's kind of cool to have that like, oh, wow, look, they're paying attention to me. Or like, oh, wow, like, I don't know. It's a different yeah. connection. Yeah. It's interesting too. Like, um, it feels like these these devices or these connections, they, they've been possible for the last <laughs> few years. But like now they're being like fully realized in their potential and what they can be and what they can do for people you know well and also like at least what I've noticed about myself is I'm I've never been the type to like want to seek that out right because again I don't really have time to like I don't have time to be watching somebody yeah. play Call of Duty but I mean I can see why people do do this on the regular I can see why this is I, I can see why this is popular mm -hmm. and I think it's just given me a chance to kind of explore other worlds that I didn't know before yeah mm -hmm. What are you most excited to experience again in the city? Um, honestly, it's very simple. I cannot wait to just not be paranoid when I'm around people. I honestly like to be able to go to the beach or to play volleyball with people or to play softball. You know, I really enjoyed that last year when I was playing um, in Chicago with random people, you know, and yeah. I think right now, unfortunately, I do find myself a little bit paranoid interacting with people. So I want to have that, like, I just want to be calm and like be okay because I love, you know, being with people and talking with people and meeting people. So I think I'm learning that about myself of like how, how all, everything that's going on right now is like really mm -hmm. affecting me. So, yeah. Do you think when this, like these guidelines are done or do you think we're going to be like, is everybody going to be flocking towards each other or is everybody still going to be apprehensive about being close? I think that there will be a mix. I do think that it would be the most safe 
like it'd be the safest to be a little apprehensive. Yeah. But I mean, that's my own personal opinion. But I, I just think that like, I think that this has been a good opportunity for us to learn how interconnected we all are and like how much yeah. we really do depend on each other. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think you're going to have a good mix of the two. And I think that that'll show what happens again after. Right. Because we're only in like one stage of what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. I think we still have a long way to go before we ever go back to what our normal is, or we might actually yeah. create a new normal, which is kind of a exciting, but also very scary. thing. <laughs> yeah. I've been thinking about it a lot. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell. <laughs> What's one restaurant you would love to just go to right now and visit and dine in? Oh, you know, I don't, I don't think I love any restaurants like that much with the, well, the exception of my restaurant, cause I want to work again. Yeah. But honestly, all I really want is to go to any patio, a rooftop or outdoor patio and have a margarita and chill. That is what I want to do. I'm like, maybe it's a like 70 degree day. Like we had oh, earlier beautiful. this week. Yeah. Like the sun is shining with an umbrella so that I can choose how much sun I want <laughs> and a nice margarita. Oh, uh, all right mm-hmm. let's switch it up a little bit let's get a little bit more introspective <clears throat> introspective okay i heard describe the best day of your life uh <clears throat> so when i was thinking about this i uh, the only like real real thought i could think of was when i was um in, in high school um the my senior year we went to japan um, I had been working up to going to Japan for four years. Um, we had been learning Japanese and we were going to be doing this homestay. Um, ironically enough, the year before we went to Japan, swine flu um, didn't allow us to go to, to Japan. Really? This was in 2009. So then 2010 was our senior year and it was our final year to finally go to Japan. And I, it, it just always had been a dream of mine since I was a little kid. I just had such a, an interest and curiosity in it. So I do remember one specific day and it had to be maybe, God, the travel was ridiculous, but it probably was like the second or third day there. And we were taking a bus through, I don't know where, uh, taking a bus to where our homestay families were. And we passed this like sea of bamboo and the rice, like the rice fields where people were like picking the rice. And I just started crying. Just like, just, I was just so like full of emotion And I just kind of felt like for the first time in my life, like I did it. Like I accomplished something that I told myself that I was going to do. And since then, I think I've had a lot of similar experiences to that. But that was definitely the first time that I felt like I had invested myself into something and I had accomplished it. And yeah, thinking about that. And I mean, we were going to go to Japan again this year. Um, Unfortunately for me, money wasn't going to make it possible. But unfortunately, now with the pandemic, it's not even yeah. possible for my friends that we're going to go. But that's definitely a, probably on the top of one of the greatest days of my life. So. Wow. Good times. I know that feeling where you just, <laughs> you just feel just moved. It's just like, yeah. a, like just everything just came together. And like, I mean, life just really throws stuff at you. So to have it all like be okay in that moment, like, yeah, 
Yeah, it's like what you live for. Yeah. yeah. What What attracted you so much to Japan? You know, I don't. I think it was just I was younger. I just had such a curiosity because it was something so different from the culture that I knew. I mean, I think that was the start of me really loving other cultures um, mm-hmm. and wanting to know more. And so I think there was always just this attraction, and it's just such a beautiful culture and just so like. I guess peaceful, like just so, I don't know, just so much different than what I feel my life is here that yeah. I wanted to know a little bit more. Yeah, I like that. I so the next question I have, <laughs> it, it kind of, it might be similar, but what's your favorite travel experience? Um, so yeah, no, it's not necessarily similar. Um, I don't I'm very blessed that I feel like I have been able to travel quite a bit um, most recently. So that's kind of hard to pinpoint, but I think overall it would be when I moved to Canada. I don't know if that's considered a travel experience, but I left for... (laughs) There's no right or wrong answer. There's no right... Okay. I mean, if it's travel for five years, then yeah, sure. (laughs) So what was that like when you moved to Canada? Um... It was just the beginning of something new, like as cheesy as it sounds, it was me making a decision when I was 18 years old, going somewhere, growing somewhere in my adult life and being somewhere different. I mean, Canada is not that much different than the U.S., but as I've come back now, I see how much like my values have changed, um, especially when it comes to like politics, especially because that's what sure. I studied. And But that whole experience and in, in meeting all the people that I met over there. I mean, people from all walks of life, very different cultures, you know, that have grown up different ways. And I think that ultimately rounded me as a person very early in my career, right? I'm only 28 now. And I you, am just- Did you just have to think about that? <laughs> I forget. I think after 26, I just started forgetting how old I was. Yeah. I just know I'm closer to 30. And like, that's a scary thought. No offense. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, but it, I think it's just overall, like, it's just a change of, like, I don't know, man. It, obviously, you're going to grow a lot in those early years, and if you're blessed to go to college, you know, all that, wonderful. You know, I'm very privileged to have had the opportunity that I had, but um, I just really think that whole experience just made me in a certain type of person to where now it's, like, if I say something, if I'm, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Like, I, I find a way to do what I want and what I love, and I think that's something that was really developed when I lived over there that has now followed me here. I was I was thinking when you when you said that, like you knew when you were traveling there, you you probably knew that this was gonna be a new chapter of your life and everything will be fresh and you're going to grow. Like you had these expectations and you fulfilled those expectations that you had. And it made me think about like I've lived in Chicago, like I felt that same way moving to Chicago when I was 18. Mm, and yeah, like exactly. Well, farm years, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like <laughs> 10 years after though, I haven't had like a very like specifically intentional step or chapter in my life where it's like, I know moving forward over the next few years is gonna completely change my life, you know? That's it's it's interesting to hear that. And I- you know? And I think ultimately, I think as we get older, in a way, we get a little bit more scared, to be honest, right? Because we yeah. develop stability, 
right? I mean, even moving back home was a very big kind of culture shock. And then being here now for five years, I'm over it. I'm ready to move again. Like, because I know that I will become complacent because I mean, look, we're in the middle of a pandemic and I have a job. I'm able to, for the most part, live my life. Right. Yeah. And I'm blessed and I'm lucky to be able to do that. But also what is, what is, there's something more out there for me and I'm going to reach it no matter what. So yeah, whatever that means. So It's a great attitude to have. Love it. What's the most memorable scent in your life? <laughs> Honestly, it's kind of like goofy, but I think it's, it's colognes that either that the men in my life have worn. So whether it's a cologne uh-huh. from like my dad or like ex-boyfriends, uh-huh. I don't know the scent at all, but I, I have found myself multiple times, like just being out in public and I smell it. And literally it's like a flood of memories. Really? It's weird. It's, it's really weird, but it only happens with those scents. And yeah. I, and that's, yeah, I'm like, I don't know why, but I guess they'll always have a control over me that way. That's what's like, <laughs> I feel like smell is like the most underrated sense of the five, like your five senses or whatever. It's like the strongest in a way. I think, I think it is proven. I don't know where, but I think I read somewhere that scent is the most memorable uh, thing you can remember. Yeah. So if you have a certain scent, from whenever, like somewhere in your childhood, if you were to smell it again, like you're gonna know exactly, like it just, it triggers something. Oh, that's that's so, what I'm saying. so interesting, isn't it? Unfortunately it has to be with the men in my life with the cologne, <laughs> I don't know. But <laughs> I think it's just because it's so specific. Like, you know, when like, when you're putting on that cologne, like, you know, yeah, like, yeah I'm going out or yeah, I don't know. Yeah, look at that. I like, we're inside. I'm not going to interact with a single person today. Did you put on cologne? And- I put on cologne every single day. Yeah. What? <laughs> you, you smell good. You feel good. We feel good. You know, you're ready to go. Right? I guess. Okay. Maybe he's a guy it's thing like then. A mind, I don't know. It's a mind thing, you know? I, I guess. I don't know. I don't, I don't wear scents very much. And I'm like, man, maybe I should to like just mess with people. Just yeah. be like, remember me. I don't know. <laughs> Do you have a memorable sound? Um, sound, I don't think so. I think more my memory of sounds are like when I'm listening to certain type of music, especially when it comes to like house music. House music um uses a lot of, like they regurgitate a lot of sounds. For example, in like newer mixes or whatever, I can always tell when something has been played from like the 80s. Like I can tell like, oh, that's that one song from like back then. I can never really pinpoint. It takes me a while to figure out what the original song is, but there's always like something. That's about the only thing I could think of. So it's like you hear something, you're like, I've heard that before. Where where is that from? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, again, that's how especially house music has been developed is like literally just taking one thing and piling it on top and piling it on top and piling it on top. And then you have a brand new song and then you got a Kanye song. There you go. (laughs) What's the most influential book you've read? Okay, so I do like this question because I unfortunately have not read very many books lately because, well, before, pre or post, pre-pandemic. But I did buy one book. Um, it's called Inward by Young Pablo. I don't know okay. if you've ever read of it. Um, it's just a book of poems. And okay. all of these poems are, so it kind of goes hand in hand with my meditation it's basically like these poems about like life and like love and like happiness and just kind of like finding yourself. And 
what I like about this book is that you read, you read like maybe one or two and you always have to kind of stop and pause and then think about it and reflect on it. And it's not, I don't ever find myself reflecting on like something negative. It's always like, how has something that I learned like changed and made me positive? So like, for example, on the back, it says true power is living the realization that you are your own healer, hero, and leader. There you go. So, Short and sweet, baby. <laughs> Love it. So yeah, I've been I've been reading this. I've been trying to read this in the morning with my coffee to like just kind of get the brain oh, flowing man. a little bit. Yeah. But I am proud of myself for this is like the, probably the first book that I've bought in years. Like I went to Barnes and Noble looking for this book. <laughs> oh. I found them on Instagram, so that's where it all started. Do you, is, do you have a like a influential TV show or a film you've seen? <clears throat> um, influential TV show. I mean, there's definitely. I mean, I don't know. I guess what do you consider influential? I so during this pandemic, I've been watching quite a bit of Netflix, and actually found this super cute show about like an Asian family in Toronto. I don't know how influential it was, but it was very like. I've never seen like a TV show like that to show like, yeah. you know, a Korean family living their life and like all this kind of comedy that kind of comes with it. So I don't know if it's influential, but it's definitely something new that I haven't seen before. And it really got me thinking like, wow, that's kind of cool. Yeah. What's the name of it? It's called Kim's Convenience. Kim's Convenience? Yeah. Okay. It's about like a family that owns a convenience store in Toronto. It's like, it's the cutest thing. And they're only 30 minute episodes and you just, it's the cutest. (laughs) (laughs) What's something about you that few people know or understand? (laughs) I don't know if people quite, people might know this about me, but I think that it's very, I I don't think people understand it. I think a lot. I think a lot about everything, like excessively, I guess. I think it's just one of those things where I think I've had a hard time accepting it of myself. So I think sometimes when, for example, I tend to explain myself a lot to people when sometimes it's like not necessary. Yeah. So I think what's important with that is that people just understand that I, sometimes I need to talk it out. And even though half the time what I'm saying isn't, doesn't matter. It's kind of like I have to talk, talk, talk. It's kind of like how I feel like philosophers work, <laughs> where nice. they just want to talk and talk and talk, and eventually Julissa they'll get there. The philosopher. I don't know if it's really a like a philosopher thing, but it's just kind of like I have to, I have to think of every possible solution Smart. or situation. Yeah, and then eventually I get to what I really think. I don't know. It, it is a good and a bad thing, but I think sometimes for people like it just seems like I'm indecisive. And I think it's more of just I'm trying to be the most I'm trying to make the best answer or believe the best thing because I consider everyone, everyone's opinions, everyone's thoughts. And especially because I am in politics, I think this is really important because, you know, if somebody that doesn't believe something that I believe is is really adamant about it, like why I want to understand why you feel that way. What, What is it about the way you've lived that has made you think that way? Like, I don't want to dismiss someone because they think completely different from me. I mean, that's, that's, that's so important. I love that. (laughs) Hey, why don't we listen more to what other people have to say? Right. And like, uh, and with that is like a conversation, right? Because it's like, 
like you can tell me what you think you know about what you think you know but have you ever been challenged or have you ever like thought more critically about it and I think that's something that I do well is really push people and not in like a condescending way but in more of like a like help me understand you if you if you want to right because some people don't feel comfortable I don't know yeah thanks for sharing that yeah like I said I feel like a lot of at least what I've been able to do during this time is is really come to peace with some of the things that I've had issue with of myself. But I mean, again, I'm 28. Like I am over feeling bad about the type of person that I am and I can only make myself better, hopefully going forward and using these things to my advantage. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Can you remember a time on that note when you decided what kind of person you would be? That's like interesting question. Like what like like an experience that happened that I was like, this is the type of person I want to be. Like that? Like Yeah, if you have one of those. I'm curious if other people do, because I think I have one. And mm-hmm. while you're you're always like continuously developing yourself, I feel like I don't know. Well, this is just me, but like I feel like there was a, a certain time where I was like, Yeah, this is who I'm gonna be moving forward. And then tweaking that as I go I guess yeah yeah I think at least the closest that I've gotten to that was when I it's kind of when I moved back from Canada because it was like another step in like in my adult life of like change again as far as who I wanted to be I wasn't quite sure but I knew the direction that I was Mm -hmm. wanting to go and I think now I think that's a question that I'm still up in the air about like I I know the type of person that I want to be but I don't know if I'm doing the most to live up to that and I think unfortunately because I have a high standard for myself (laughs) (laughs) but um I think there's a lot more that I need to do to ultimately be like who I want to be but that's natural isn't it I guess yeah because like I don't know who you want to be is like this idealized version of yourself yeah and you have to like you it's almost like you know what you have to do to be that person but it's like the challenge of like taking those steps and doing those things that can be like difficult for us you know yeah I don't know I don't think I know exactly yet yeah I don't know I think it's coming hopefully (laughs) By the time you finish that uh, Young Pablo book, you'll probably figure it out. I'm like, look at me. This is who I am. (laughs) (laughs) I've been watching a lot of um, like Netflix like documentaries on like cults, and (laughs) nice. I think it's very interesting to see how similar, um, well, just in general, ideologies like really influence people, and especially when it comes to like cult culture or like for example tiger king which is like everyone's talking about right now like it's just interesting how people really like fall into and really connect with somebody who gives them this guidance yeah. or for example with me if it's with young pablo reading these poems and fine yeah it's like how do you how do you use that as um as like part of your journey but not become that journey like i'm not trying to live young pablo like i'm not trying to live yeah. that but how do i use that to create who I am, right? And I think that's yeah, sometimes kind of hard. Dream. Yeah. Mhm. Wow, that's an interesting point. You should watch these cult documentaries. They're very interesting. Which like which they're ones? crazy. What are some names of them? 
Okay, so well, so Tiger King is a fun one. It's not very culty, but you can see, like I would suggest that after you watch the other cult ones. Um, the other one was called Wild Wild Country. Oh my god, crazy, crazy. I heard um, about that one. Yeah. <laughs> nuts. Um, and the other one, I cannot think of it at the moment. I cannot think of it. I'll, if I remember, I'll text it to you. But I cannot. Okay. I I definitely watched two, and then I watched Tiger King, and then I was like, wow. Am I like on this like theme right now of like culty <laughs> culture? Like I, I don't know what I'm internally, what I'm repressing. I don't know, but it's interesting. After this uh, this pandemic situation passes, we don't know when it will be or how long it will be. What's a positive result that you imagine could emerge from it? Huh. <laughs> a positive, I think, is the fact that you know, people will realize again how interconnected we all are um, and that we really depend on each other. And I think that could be a positive because I think that it could help to create, you know, better healthcare system, right? You know, uh, help out with our housing crisis, you know, help out with all the people that are systemically being affected by what's going on right now. And I think that people who have um, had that fight before will have more, um, they'll have like very clear proof of like, this is what happens when you don't have adequate housing, when you don't, you know, invest in things that matter, human rights, basically. I think that that we'll have a lot more push in that and people will see that. I'm hopeful, at least in that. Yeah. Well, those are the questions I have for you. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you for Thanks talking for with me. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for getting me to think a little bit. Jeez. It's always good to, uh, you know, see people. <laughs> like, talk to people, isn't it? Oh man. Yeah. Just uh, keep on keeping on. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, hun. Well, thank All you right, for talking to me. Absolutely. Bye. Thank you for listening to Rich Conversations. Again, you can follow Julissa at JujuBaby5. Stay safe and wash your hands. If you do have a mask, probably wear that too. Have a cheerful day.